0: So where did Urkel come from? You were working at Formidable for Lego. <laughs> How did you come up with the idea to, as Formidable, create a new GraphQL client? Mm. So uh, we, we were using GraphQL in more and more projects at the
1: time. And specifically, uh, whenever you're looking at a consultancy like that, we start projects frequently within a year at different clients in different environments and that's a really unique position because it gives you a lot of data a lot of input and a lot of like thoughts on what you're currently using or what you're doing right or wrong so obviously you'll never go to a client a year later and you say "Ah, we have a better idea of how to build this now how to solve (laughs) your problems you know that thing where this team was (laughs) discussing this one problem for like three weeks yeah we have a better answer now if you're still working with them obviously you kind of want to go uh, share this, this with them, but you have this this nice mini community in the company where you can talk to each other about all of the problems. And we saw problems and how we wanted to use GraphQL on the client side and kind of the constraints that we wanted, uh, and they were not really fulfilled. And at the same time, Ken Wheeler, who was working a lot on open source at Formidable, he already had a an experimental library, like uh, look at how quickly I can make a toy GraphQL client that works better for React, right? And that kind of started this idea of, like, we can we can work on this. And we can try other things to make it better, right? We didn't really want to look at everything that was out there. And so we just decided, uh, yeah, let's just see how far we can get.
0: What were those problems that you were trying to solve with Urco? What did you run into with sort of the existing options where you were like, I think we can improve upon the state of the art right now? Mm.
1: Uh, there were several. And some of these were actually excluded from making them core design principles because they they were solved just by kind of starting from scratch. And specifically, we were big fans of Apollo Client. There was not really any way in which we would uh, recommend our clients to use Relay. That was just a coincidence. I just think uh, none of the teams we worked in were really up for adopting all of these opinions and patterns. Mm-hmm. So really, we had a bunch of different opinions, a bunch of different patterns in terms of how to build your, well, clients at React up. And we had to reconcile that with, okay, but this is how you use Apollo client. And we're just not happy with the trade-offs. So we were not happy with, first of all, its size and performance at the time. Uh, we were not happy in customizing it. And we were kind of not happy with some of the API decisions. So separately from that, we didn't make that direct input into how we built Urkel, but we just tried, okay, but if we start with this from scratch and we break this down and we try to build a GraphQL client without looking at, what the other things are doing then what are we going to come up with
0: you wrote a blog post recently about those core design principles you did end up adopting for urco can you walk us through those
1: i believe when we kind of go back and look at how we developed urco the three things that stand out is that we kind of like i said developed it from first principles so we wanted something that was novel and not inspired by other libraries in general that's something that i think is very important in open source obviously you can always synthesize new things from the ideas you've picked up from other libraries but when you're doing that and when you're just kind of taking in more and more from these libraries there's a huge bias towards making the same thing with small tweaks and the amount of conflicts you're going to get in terms of how you implement something is pretty painful when you do that at least typically in general and it's a lot more fun to just look at it from okay here we have a couple of ideas let's see how we do it and hence the the kind of second principle that we had was that we wanted to make it pretty unopinionated and flexible and the reason for that was that we were foreseeing different changes in GraphQL They were not compatible with having a kind of opinionated client. We saw different needs in terms of caching, because a lot of people were out there saying, well, a GraphQL client isn't complicated. You can just fetch your data. And then you're standing there and you're like, that's true, but also, and then that's kind of where you're starting with. Okay, not everyone needs a fully normalized cache. We're not all here for complex state management. Shout out to Redux again. (laughs) Sometimes it's really just... We get the thing, we display the thing, right? And apart from that, we we were already seeing, well, okay, subscriptions have different protocols that are going to succeed. Today, we were seeing, well, at the time, we were seeing just WebSockets, and then, you know, uh, that came true a couple of, I think that must have been then a year later, we are seeing GraphQL WS. We were seeing now even more kind of protocols. So we're already seeing, well, the intent is that everything's pretty protocol agnostic. And that's when we're kind of looking at relay in Apollo and we're going, well Apollo links are very good at that. But why do they only apply to the control flow when we're sending the request? Why don't they apply to everything? Because caching is just control flow. And that kind of the the deduping and events of sending GraphQL operations and receiving a result. That's just control flow. So that's kind of where we started looking into well how can we make it so extensible that everything that is part of that GraphQL flow is just plugins. So that's the third part how do we make an intuitive api that can be extended yeah that's that's the three core principles then so so we set on uh, novel as in first principles versatile as an unopinionated flexible and then the third one intuitive intuitive when you extend it
0: i think that certainly rings true with my experience of using urco i've always enjoyed the ability to Pick and choose which parts of the control flow i want to influence for the specific use case that i have right in some apps i really needed normalized caching i really needed to make sure that we could distribute the data to different queries in a normalized fashion in other apps it really doesn't matter right you really don't need that complexity a document level cache is perfectly fine the same thing applies to how do you fetch right like with urkel i think what's so nice is that you can really like you said extend the whole control flow from The moment the query is written to the moment the result comes back to your component. And I've actually used it quite a bunch. I've written a few exchanges that do stuff that I just needed. For example, I wrote like a schema exchange that just does local resolving from a schema locally because I needed that for testing, I think, or something like that. And it's so nice that I can just, I have that level of control over my GraphQL client and I can influence the control flow in that way. hey folks we are hiring an engineering manager right now we're looking for the first person to really help us build out the engineering team if you are that person or could be that person or if you know anybody that could be that person please reach out to us go to slash careers and let us know reach out to us and let's have a conversation about it